Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good morning, Cavan GA fans, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast. Um, Damien Donahue here, delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor with the Anglo Celt. As we look back on Cavan's league campaign, we're going to be just discussing Division 1 and, and are we up to that standard, maybe breaking out a few stats, which I absolutely love doing. I love the stats, Paul. It's, it's just so quantifiable. Yeah, you love it. You like crunching the numbers. I do, I do. I get, I get great pleasure. I have to say from doing. It. I done that piece for you this week in the Celt, and, and it, while it did take me quite a few hours, I loved just counting up the numbers. So we'll go through a lot of the different numbers, and and it might give a different picture on how the league went. Um, we'll also be previewing the All County Football League, which gets underway this weekend. There's news in two divisions of managerial changes or managerial remains. We'll be looking ahead or or bringing you the under. 17s and under 16s they're playing home this weekend so great opportunity on Saturday to get out and look at the, the Cavan last taking on Tyrone the All-Ireland handball success for the under 14s we might hope. start with that Paul because that that's a first time since 1994 um, Oliver McChrystal and young McKenna Adam McKenna Adam, yeah. Adam. So what they won was the under 14 All-Ireland doubles they beat Kilkenny in the final Kilkenny are, are the leading county in juvenile handball have been for a couple of decades and always toward good players. The Kilkenny County Championship in, in itself is very hard to win. And then you go into Leinster and then you go into the All-Ireland Series. By the time they get to the All-Ireland Final, those Kilkenny lads might have played 10 rounds to get that wow. far. Whereas the, the Cavan lads played two games in Ulster, the All-Ireland Semi-Final and the Final. They would have played the County Championship, but we played as a singles. Anyway, cut long story short, they, they played Tyrone in the Ulster Final and they beat them 15-14, 15-13, which a very strong Tyrone team. They played Galway in the All-Ireland semi-final away and beat them well. Then their final was at home in Kingscourt against uh, Kilkenny and they, they won it really easy. They won it 15-3, 15-8. So it was a huge a huge thing for Adam and Oliver. Um, it it brings up, because again, from from spending a bit of time with you, we, we talk a fair bit about handball. Well, you talk and I listen, hopefully. <laughs> um, and, it, and it brings up a point that I was talking about to you yesterday about... Um, that Olympic runner I was telling you about from America that basically brought on her competitor to make herself better. You were saying in, in, in the doubles in Cavan, they've got two really good competitors, like somebody that, a, a pair that can push them on. Yeah, well, um, they, they were training. I was there. I wasn't their coach, but I, I, I was there at their training last week, myself and Father Kilhurley, and they played Niall McGee and Matthew Smith, which is two two other lads, Niles from Cucullins and Matches from Rammer. And uh, it was nip and tuck. I, Niall and Matthew actually just about edged it on, on the day. And so I, I genuinely would say that that the two best on the 14 doubles teams in the country are in Cavan. That is uh, brilliant. It's astonishing. Like McGee got to the final of the Worlds, the 13 and under singles last year and the doubles with Adam McKenna. And he got into the championship this year. I thought he'd, he'd possibly win the All-Ireland on the 14 singles, but it didn't happen for him in Ulster. He just had a bad day and got caught out. Now, the fellow who won Ulster, 
he lost to a lad from Monaghan who narrowly lost to a lad from Tyrone who won the All-Ireland um, and I would rate Niall every bit as good and Matthew's right there with them as well so we've four really good players and we've another guy called Oshin Bourne who's a year older than them he's under 15 and I think Oshin would have won the under 15 All-Ireland this year uh, absolutely would have come out of Ulster but would have been very close to winning the All-Ireland but he um, got, suffered a bad arm break oh. um, about six weeks before the championship and he's still not back from it yet so he'll be back soon but so it is It is things are looking up a lot there's a big effort going in like looking back you know it, it's, it was 95 I think I tweeted 94 but we won it the under 14 doubles in 94 and 95 um, and in 90 let's say in the that's that's what 24 years ago yep. since 95 in the 24 years before that Cavan were probably the, the very dominant in, in juvenile handball so okay. since then we've had a bit of a gap like we haven't won in All-Ireland the last juvenile All-Ireland in the 40 by 20 court we won before this was the All-Ireland under 17 doubles which was myself and, and Jelly um, in 2000 that's a long time ago that's a long time ago <laughs> it is it's 18 years ago yeah uh, so we hadn't won one in 18 years in the 18 years before that if you brought in mine or another 21 into it I would say Cavan won about 60 juvenile oh All-Ireland Michael Finnegan himself would have won about 30 um, so who was the who was the the parent in ninety five? I know you were saying Ryan McCormick was ninety four, was he? Ryan in ninety four was Ryan McCormick and uh and I'm putting you on the spot here. No, I I know who it was. It was it was Kevin Kevin um, McCabe, I think, and then in ninety five was Patrick Finnegan and Alan McCabe. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were, they were really, actually they were really good. And they 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 were I was in Patrick Finnegan's class for, for some classes in St. Pat's he was a bit more intelligent than me and probably Alan McCabe was too or Patrick Finnegan but the, uh, the I remember them in first year in St. Pat's and second year in St. Pat's they were probably why I gave up handball because <laughs> you just couldn't compete with well, them you, Patrick Finnegan was so good that he went to America and won a, a 17 and under um, US Nationals and it was it was probably the strongest ever 17 and under US Nationals if you look at that draw sheet that did, some of these names won't mean anything to you but you had Charlie Shanks, uh, Emma Pichot, Michael Gregan, Desi Keegan, um, a couple of other top Yanks. I've heard of three of the four. Yeah, I mean, you had like astonishingly strong draw and Finnegan went and won that. So he was, he was, but he got a bad injury when he was about 18, a wrist injury. And uh, he's he's a chilled out type of dude and he, yeah. he, he kind of, he was playing music and stuff like that and he, he drifted away from handball which was a shame because he was he was the real deal. Yeah, he was, he was class. Was serious. But look at, we're, we're coming back so pretty That's boring it. people now but but if anyone wants to get into handball where, where these where these juveniles started playing was playing one ball handball in their schools and yeah. so if any anyone's listening they've got kids coming up that are seven, eight, nine years of age um get in touch and we'll, well, and we'll get them playing it is actually funny we're here in, in the studio in Cana Houses which is at the back of St. Phelan's National School in Cavan Town and I commented to you uh, earlier on this year how as the as the morning started to brighten up you could see the kids out before school hitting the one wall and, and we were laughing it's gone to the stage now that because they're running out of handball walls to hit they're actually hitting pebble dash walls <laughs> just to just so they can play a bit. It's it's amazing, and obviously Paul De Gunner is is teaching here, so his influence is obviously going on to another generation. Yeah, yeah, it's great to see it. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Moving on um, to the, the the league this year for Cavan, um, you got me to do a piece for the Celt this 
year or this week, just going over a few of the stats. Um, interesting point on it for me. Probably the most interesting point was the fact that Calvin scored nine points more than they did in 2017, which is reflective of what we see is trying to be done. You know, it, it's definitely Mickey Graham. There's no sign of a mass defence. No, like you'd have to say, Calvin are are trying to play attacking football. Hmm. They're just. Their their shooting has been very poor in a lot of the games. They've been kicking away a lot of ball in terms of passing and everything. But as he said after the game on Sunday, when it works, it's brilliant. When it doesn't look, work, it looks very bad. You're trying to give a, maybe an ambitious type of pass. If that comes off, happy days. But if it doesn't come off, it does look like... I was kind of complaining about it the last day on the podcast. And I thought about it after. I was like, well, it was a bit harsh because <laughs> the players were trying to yeah. kick, kick good ball in. and Look at... It works well. I'm not as downbeat as it was a few days ago after the Dublin <laughs> defeat. When, when you weigh it all up, um, it, it, like in terms of the way he's trying to get them to play, I, I think things are things are looking good. Like, look, you're probably not going to win in All Ireland, but you might as well you might as well uh, play football that players like to play and people like to watch. Yeah, it's 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 actually quite funny. And and just when you bring up that point, I was listening to a podcast this morning, and Stephen. I think it must be Steve McBerty or Donegal player anyway was doing the media for for the the league preview and they were talking about uh, Stephen Rochford being involved and whatnot and he he, he as blasé as you like came out with look at our goal is to win the All Ireland and, and that's what we're trying to do and Stephen's here to help us to win the All Ireland and I was kind of saying Jesus I've never heard a Cavan player state that. State that my goal is to win the All Ireland. You know, I d- and it's 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 a point that you make regularly is that oh in the GA it's not it's not the done thing. I think it is now uh, the top teams, the teams who really want to win the All Ireland or believe they'll win the All Ireland. State that. Yeah, yeah. But the funny thing is that it changed because it used to be in the GA. If you look back to the sixties, I've been reading up a good bit about Cavan teams in the sixties at the minute, yeah. and it's all like coming out going. Say after a drawn game, they'll come out and go, "Okay, we drew, but we're going to win the next day." Yeah. And, and what's wrong with that? Like, uh, why do you have to turn around and go? You nearly get people to stand up going, "Jesus, I tell you, the last thing that's going to happen is we're going to win." Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's know? nearly got to that point. Yeah, and 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 it it's definitely it has to be a change in mindset. I I, I obviously would be well. I'm very fond of of that sort of a. A book where you know your your mentality, your mindset is is so important. If if you're not publicly stating your intention, you you've got a a wall to hide behind. You know you're trying to build a boat. People boat are afraid to look foolish. And I can understand that. Like I give you an example. Um, the boxer Owen Duffy from from Shercock. I did an interview with him a couple of weeks back. Absolutely lovely chap, and uh, by all accounts a really good boxer and and is making his way. But in the interview, I said to him, uh, "Look, what's your what's your goal out of this? What do you want to get out of this?" And he goes, he, he kind of hesitated for a split second, and he goes, "Well, I." I I'm not just saying this, but you've asked me. She says, I don't like to go around shouting this from the rooftops, but you've asked me, so I'm going to answer. He says, I'm going to be world champion. He says, I'm going to be world champion. Now, Owen went out and, and I watched his fight on Facebook and he got beaten by a, by a, a journeyman uh, a week or two later over in England. Mm. And I'd say he, he probably was th- might have been thinking, I'm after saying in, 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 in public yeah. I'm going to be world champion and now I've been beaten. But sure. But that doesn't diminish... He, like what I take from it is his ambition was great. He 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 literally had a uh, had a defined target, a goal that he wanted to achieve, and right, he's hit a stumbling block. But he still, I'd have more admiration 
for him stating that, yeah, I, I'm going to be world champion and getting bet or winning is irrelevant. It's the fact that he's got a target that, that you can get behind and you can be motivated by. Yeah, and, and, and he had the balls and, and the belief to come out and say it. Exactly. And I, 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 when he said that to me, I was like, this is so refreshing. I really hope this lad does go on and do mm. this. But uh, it always reminds me of a quote. I think it was Phil Neville said at one time about the youth team coach at United, your man, Eric Harrison, way back with the class of 92 were coming through and all that. And he used to say to them all, I don't want to hear anyone saying I want to make a living in the game. He said, I want, he said all the youth players, he said, I want to hear you saying, I want to go to the very top. I want to play for England or whoever your country was. He said, I want to win medals. I want to play in the cup final. I want to play in the World Cup. Mm. He says, you aim for the very top. He says, if you make it, great. He says, if you don't quite make it to the very top, you're still done very well. He says, if your aim is, I, I want to just pay me mortgage rather playing soccer, and you don't quite make it, well, you're, running you're on the dole. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're living in a tent. That's that's exactly it. Like it's, uh, I think it. I think it's a, a refreshing point, and I think that that's something. Maybe, maybe the Cavan players and and. I I just love to hear some of them come out and state, look, yeah, that is my goal. You know that that's what I want to do. I remember having a, a private conversation with a with a Cavan player. It could be back maybe eight nine years ago, um, could be longer. But stating that within my club, people don't understand my goal is to win the All Ireland with Cavan. That is my number one goal. That's what I want. Now it doesn't diminish the fact that I want to win club championships with 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 my club, but. I want to win all Ireland. I remember thinking, brilliant. That you know, if if every player is thinking like that, we'll go places. But they obviously weren't at the time. But I'd like to, I'd like to see a wee bit more ambition. Looking looking back onto the stats, um, I was breaking down the the averages. Cavan were averaging twenty four chances per game. Um, you know, that's enough chances to win an awful lot of games. But the percentages of let me get this right. Conversion rate. Conversion percentages were against Galway, 45%. These are all on my stats, so they may be slightly off, but yeah. roughly. Close enough. Close enough. Kerry, 68% conversion. Hit um, six wides or dropped short and 13 scores. That was a good return. Um, against Mayo, probably the Kerry one, you'd like to see more chances created. It was only 19 chances in total. Against Mayo... Um, a 50% conversion, 22 chances created, 11 scored. Against Roscommon, 37 chances created, a 43% conversion rate um, with, with obviously 16 missed opportunities in that. So, sorry, um, 16 scores, so 21 missed opportunities. Um, Tyrone conversion rate was 47%, Monaghan it was 45% and Dublin it was 44%. So, Cavan, when you're when you're doing your stats, Damien, what do you classify as a scoring chance? A shot, just a shot. A so shot. Th- that's just shots. So if it's dropped short or gone wide, uh, or over the bar in the back of the net, it goes into that column. That that's it. So it's not if there was an opportunity shooting you didn't take it, or a kick was blocked down. Even it doesn't count. It's just so that's fairly clear cut. So that that is pretty damning in terms of the chances that Cavan have been missed. But on the other side, you can take the positives. They've created. They've managed to get into a shooting position and get a shot off. Yeah. an awful amount of times, and that's a huge, huge positive for me. Like, and and I think, and I do think that. Now again, I I didn't have the stats from two thousand and seven, which annoyed me actually. In the end, I'd love to see the number of chances created in two thousand and seven. We we scored a, yeah. a good bit less. We, well, we scored eighty one, three <laughs> three goals and seventy two points in two thousand and seven in Division One. Two thousand seventeen. 
2017, sorry, 2007, be a long way back. Five goals and 50, sorry, five goals and 75 points this year. So there is an improvement there. And it comes with the caveat that Garodna 3 wasn't playing for five of the seven games, yeah. you know. So I think that that's a that's a big, big plus for Cavan that if you had maybe more of your your top scorer, like Garod is probably Cavan's top scorer over the last few years, is he? Would you imagine? He's got to be. I'm just thinking back to 2016. I think uh, he scores, he might have scored something like 316 in the league and I think, I think uh, Shawnee Johnston was up there as well. He had something like maybe 228 or something. Right. Roughly. Back that year, yeah, there wouldn't be much in it. But I mean, he's, he's, yeah, he's up there and he's in the top two or three like, and he's on an inside forward. In, um, in he's guar- he'll guarantee you uh, three points a game generally the funny thing is yeah like I, I think it was Declan Bogue who stated to us that you know he calls him Grode not three because more often than not it's yeah. not three after after his name and in two games so I don't have the top um, six or sorry it was the top five scorers but at, at fifth it's a joint um, it's a draw between Darren McFeedy and Grode McKiernan difference is that Grode McKiernan has done it in one and a half games he came on half time against Monaghan got three points and scored three points against Dublin so he got on to the top five scorers inside one and a half games um, you obviously know this from, from the article but Kia Mackey comes in at fourth with eight uh, eight points or one five Jack Brady comes in toward with nine points um, Connor Madden is at second with two goals and seven um, and then in first it's Martin Riley with two twelve. So um Martin Riley Martin Riley, Connor Madden, Darren McVitie are the only ones that played all games there or, or played played the most minutes. In that in so, that list. In that list. Yeah. I put up a tweet about Martin Riley a couple of weeks ago and a lot of people shared it. Um I saw Mark Farley tweeting about him as well this week. Like He's certainly an underrated player outside of Cavan and possibly in Cavan as well. Mm. Like we were saying this since the start of this year, like start of the league, especially after the Roscommon game when he played so well. But again against Dublin, like the All Ireland champions, getting goals. I would love to know how many goals. I am going to sit down and go through it at some stage and find out how many goals Martin has scored for Cavan because he's been he's been right up there with our best goal scorers. And if you, if someone said to you, you know, what's Martin Riley's strengths? People would say like his his athleticism, athleticism his, his fitness, his yeah. conditioning, um, he's kicking points at the left foot. Pe- people don't see him as a goal scorer, but Jesus, he gets a lot of goals. Yeah, well, he is uh, t- as we say two this year already, and thinking back to it, he he and very he easily one, could have had another three. He got one against um, was it Galway or there was disallowed? There was a champ- he got one against our man the championship in 2016. I remember remember I backed him for the. For the first goal that day, and uh, he was something like twenty-five to one, and he was through one on one. Sorry, he was round the keeper, That's right. and he laid it off, and then he scored a second goal just to really <laughs> hammer it in. Another hard, and then story. pointed up at you in the press box, going, "Don't you dare gamble on me! How dare you!" <laughs> Actually, when you when you mentioned Mark Farley. Um, I want to bring listeners' attention to the Balls podcast, uh, The Three Man Weave. Mark is on it. Obviously, Killing Care Man, very, very funny. He talks about Martin Riley. He, he, didn't, he didn't bring in the fact that we are Cavan, um, 
were the ones who, who realised first that Martin Riley is the ultimate goal threat under a high ball. But he describes that Cavan have a great tactic of... Um, we probably should get more credit than that. I, we, we more, nearly more than Martin himself. To be I, fair, I so. we've noticed it. Yeah, well, he, I, I don't even think he noticed it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we yeah. noticed it, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but he talks about the tactic of Cavan, and he says it's a very shrewd tactic. They deliberately drop a ball short. They deliberately... Deliberately drop a shot short, which which I, th- I think is a great phrase, and then uh, and then Martin Riley ghosts in and and punches it to the net, and nobody expects it's going to happen. I've seen by my stats, if you look at the amount of drop short, <laughs> people would expect it's going to happen. But he brings up another point about, and he goes on a bit of a rant, and I'll not I'll not destroy it for everybody, but it's in around the 40th minute of this week's three man weave. If you don't want to listen to the whole lot, but it's it's about daylight saving time and how that can relate to the GEA podcast only Mark Farley can bring it up so get on to that one and, and listen it's a very very good listen very entertaining um, go through the last few stats that I have 33 players used I think I wrote 34 in the paper this week but I doubled up on Thomas Galligan I think if I'm if I'm right but 33 players used throughout the league um, 11 of them making their debut and in that, then ten players played all seven games, either starting or coming off the bench. So, when you hear thirty-four players or thirty-three players, you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, geez, that's a huge amount of turnover and no stability." But then, when you hear ten players played all of them at at certain point, there's a lot of stability. Yeah, yeah, a lot of stability is right. I actually think it's eleven. Eleven. That's going to put the cat the pigeons there. Here you go. Is right. I love. It. I love a contest. Uh, so. Raymond Galligan played all seven. Yeah. Park Faulkner, you counting? Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. One, two, yeah. <laughs> okay. Martin Riley, Niall Murray, uh, Connor Madden, Jack Brady. Oh, we've won there, sorry. Jason McLaughlin, Connor Rehill, Killian Clark, uh, Dara McVeady. That's it. That's it? Yeah. How many is that? That's ten. Who who do you think I'm missing? Played either either come off the bench or started. Yeah, Paul Graham. Um, no, Paul didn't come on against Monaghan. Wait, let's just double check. Did he this. Okay. I have Paul that he didn't come on against Monaghan. Ah, okay. So, fair enough. This is the spreadsheet that I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tweet a picture of my spreadsheet. <laughs> People, I love that to the win. Yeah, so it's color coded even. My God, I'm telling you. Well, that's league and mechanic cup and players that have played all seven. Or I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, you know how to write stories though, which is a whole lot better. Um last that and and it's probably the one that I think we'll 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 finish on, obviously because it's the last one. Seventeen seventeen miss frees. Ten different free takers this year, eight different free takers in the league. Big, big problem. Big problem. You flagged the way back. We've been talking about it every week on the podcast. Um it's probably no point hammering the drum much more only to say that it's a massive problem and there's no big signs of improvement on it. Here's here's the here's the big light bulb moment. Okay. And I, I don't even know if it's possible. I haven't been speaking to it, but right, Garod McKiernan is going to increase his level of conversion on the left foot freeze. That's a gimme for me because I believe he's the type of player that will be annoyed at what he's missed in the two or one and a half games that he was at. So come Monaghan and Championship, they're going over the bar. I'm 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 confident on that. Bring back Shawnee Johnston just for freeze, even if he's not fit. That that's immediately going to increase your your conversion rate. Yeah, I could see. I could genuinely see. Uh, I'd imagine like if, 
I know he's got a broken arm, but I would say he's on the mend. And I know he recently became a dad, so he's probably other bigger fish to fry at the minute. But I could genuinely see um, this being his last season and him playing in the Ulster final this year. I yeah. could I could see that happening. Stranger things have happened, and probably would deserve it after a long career. But um, like his free taking is, yeah. you know, along with probably. I mean, well up our list. People can tune yeah. in, go back to the diehard podcast, and listen into our list of the top twenty or twenty five free takers. That's it, like, and and I I think I think it's a, it's it's a nearly obvious solution, you know that 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 could work. Now look, it it mightn't his arm mightn't be fit for a game come the eighteenth of May. I I don't know exactly. I haven't I haven't discussed this with him in any way, and oh. he'd probably kill me for for saying it. But anyway, I think I think it's an option. Yeah, I th- I mean I wouldn't be one bit surprised if he ends up on the pitch um, on May the eighteenth. Not. At this stage, I honestly think I'd nearly be surprised if he doesn't end up a part of the panel at some at some time around it for that mm-hmm. game. But it w- was very interesting what Mickey had to say about um, the panel being open ended. Listen to your interview with him. It wasn't a thing that you asked him. Uh, Mickey kind of brought it up. He said, "Look, the panel's open ended. We're going to keep an eye on players in the All County League, and if someone's you know shooting the lights out or whatever, we'll we'll bring them in." Yeah, it made me think. Do they have a player or two in mind? Yeah, I'd imagine so. And 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 actually, the other point that that he made, and and this was somebody that that was in camp told me this, and because we were having a discussion about, um, you know, players, county players, and and their level of commitment to all county football league. You know, is it really their priority at this stage, or are they just looking Asher's bit of crack for games? But he stated, Mickey Graham stated that I'm expecting you boys to perform well. There's lads out there that that are going to get their opportunity to come in, and if you're not performing well, you're going down the ranking here. So I thought that was brilliant from a county manager to state the pressure is on you boys now. Go back to your clubs and show that you're county players. You know, I, I thought that was yeah. a, a really good. And move. I think our county players do stand out for their clubs. There was yeah. a period about eight or nine years ago where they didn't, and I remember it just be a big talking point. People just say, "She can't pick out the county players." But I think they really do stand out now in the last few years. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. So, Kieran Callahan Electrical, shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049-433-0111. We know the potential of Calvin boys and girls, men and women, and we value how the GAA unites our tribe. We don't run from where we're from. This is our home. We are Calvin. We believe. Not everybody's lucky enough to be from Calvin, but for 100 euros, you could be lucky enough to win a new house in Dublin. All profits raised will help fund the Calvin GAA Polo Ground Centre of Excellence. Go to www.winningdublin15.ie to learn more. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Calvin, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. 
They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. That brings us on seamlessly to the preview for the All-County Football League. We're not going to preview it game by game, but what we are going to do actually this year on the podcast each week is going to try and pick out a team of the week. So what I'm asking the listeners to do is get in contact after your All-County Football League game for your club and let us know who played well. Um, there'll be certain people who tweeting me and I'm just not going to listen to you because I know you're taking the mick when you when you nominate Paul Fitzpatrick playing well for Red Hills but <laughs> the serious ones the serious ones we're, we're definitely going to be looking for so let us know who, who played well for your club get on to us on We Are Cavan on, on Twitter on Facebook or on Instagram and uh, we're going to be bringing a team of the week throughout the All-County Football League so should be a bit of crack we might start off though with Division 3 uh, Paul in the All-County Football League. There's been one game already, Corla against Drung. Um, Drung winning that. I'm not sure what the exact scoreline was, but winning on a margin of 27 points. Um, looking through the, the division, I'll go through the teams on it. So Drung, Muncher, Connacht, Shannon, Gales, Kildallan, Templeport, Drummolly, Red Hills, Ballamacue, Kill, Mount Nugent, Killashandra, Mahara, Drumgoon and Corla. Who's your, your hopes for promotion? Red Hills have walked that division, Dave. Come on now, move on. <laughs> the funny thing is, if if they've everybody available, they should. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm hearing that Rory Dunn may not be available. Yeah, <coughs> I heard that too. But I think if push comes to shove, he probably will be. But, Hopefully. Um, yeah, it's just it's a numbers game. Like it's it's just about getting everyone getting everyone out. Where Hills is strong, first fifteen is very strong. But there would be the mm. panel wouldn't be the deepest. But um, look, you'd have to imagine. Maybe Drummolee will be will be improved again a bit there. Yeah, like they got out of this division the last time they were in it. I think. Well, I'm just trying to think the two teams that came down were Drummolee and was it who came down with them? Was Bally McHugh did they stay up? No, Bally McHugh's down. Oh, Bally McHugh. Bally yeah, McHugh. I think they came down. Were they, were they down? Yeah. 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 Right. Drum, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you're right. We <coughs> played them last. It was Drummolee, Bally McHugh. You'd imagine the two of them have to be in in. Promotion contention. Yeah, there would be. Bally McHugh went off the boil after winning the championship after a long wait. Yeah, um, they probably partied a bit hard and maybe lost a few injuries and things, but they still have the spine of a good team. Red Hills will be in the mix. Kildallan, my my second club. I always, <laughs> I always pushed them on the podcast. You're, you're just. It, it was like years ago when when I used to um, have the odd bet on on the Premier League and I I bet on Arsenal. I'd always be betting on Arsenal. Jesus, should the to win that one? The Barnaby win. And it'd break me hard time and time again. So I give up on Arsenal. You haven't given up on Kildallan. Ah, oh, Jesus, no. No. I'm an honorary Kildallan man at like, <laughs> this stage. And, uh, I should be getting shares in the club. But uh, no, I, I think Kildallan remind me of um, what, what you were saying to me recently. Some quote that you read for, about uh, not stopping when you're within a foot of the touchline. Yeah. When you're going yeah. for your touchdown. I think Kildallan have made great strides from where they were at a couple of years ago. Like, and they've had they've had a, a bit of bad luck in, at times, especially in league football and going out of competitions and score difference and stuff like that. I I think and injuries and things like that. But I think they're they're not they're not that far off it in that that division. Like, um, who else is in the mix? Um, so I'd I'd imagine you're right. McHugh should be there thereabouts. Drummolly, Red Hills, um, Kildallan, and 
after that, Kilishandra actually. Kilishandra for me could be the dark horses to come out of that. And, and I say dark horses, probably thinking it's not, it wouldn't be that dark of a horse because they have Dara Tai back playing fully this year. I know he came back midway through last year. Um, you've, you've a few extra bodies around. Um, I'm trying to think of the corner forward. He's only a young fella from St. Pat's. Is it Owen O'Reilly, is it? Or, or not? Um, yeah, I, I know. The, I know, you oh, know he is Owen. Yeah, he's a very good. Owen Brady. Owen Brady. Yeah, Owen he's Brady. a very good player. I think he's one to watch. Like that, I was talking to one of the Killer fellas last year um, after they played Bally Hayes in the Championship, and they played well that day. And he was kind of saying, look, they just wanted to stay up because they have about four under 17s from last year to come into the panel as well. And there was talk with Declan and Sean McCarron and be back in the forward. Yeah. So yeah, if, if they get everyone back, Kilishandra, I could see them coming out of that division for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So we'll, we'll, we'll throw them into the mix that we we nearly expect them five teams and just Kildallan, Drum, Drumalee, Red Hills, Ballamacue, Kilishandra. They'll be the five Te- teams. Port won't be bad either. They're a young team. Yeah, yeah, they they have a lot of potential. It's just consistency seems to be a problem, and and they've they've turned over a lot of players and, and players that are still very young. You know that have I know Ben Kiernan is over in San Francisco. Um, I don't know about is Dylan Raythorn back yet. You know a lot a lot of good players that you'd have expected would have been around for a long time have have gone. Yeah. Elsewhere for other reasons, so um, it's it, 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 it's one that they have the potential. Actually, the funny thing for me will be Templeport next year because they've about four lads under seventeen. They're all very good footballers that will make an impact at senior level. So I, I'd imagine next year you'll definitely see Templeport pushing on. And it has to be said for a, a West Cavan side, their conveyor belt continues to churn over yeah. the last uh, seven nine ser- years. Serious, serious effort there. Like they were getting in top coaches to come in and coach their own coaches. Yeah, and yeah. they're very progressive. They are indeed. Uh, Drumgoon maybe under Kieran O'Malley could could they could they cause an upset? Well, they've got a good manager there. Um, yeah, you know you'd imagine Drumgoon were possibly in transition, but they they, they would have Conor Mina obviously and Killian Mina and Keith Fannins in Scotland, but he's coming home for games. And, yeah. Um, Egon Farrell, Farley and, and the younger brother Conal. Uh, Conal. Yeah, they would have Conal's they would a have football. a bit of a blend coming on there again. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Moving on to Division Two, um, and and this is the interesting one because you have to give us your your relegation maybe first. We'll go to see who you think might be in trouble in this one. Killing Care, Drumlane, Arva, Knockbride, Cuhullins, Bailiabura, Den, Lavi, Ballyhays, Butler's Bridge, Shercock, Swanlambar, Beltorbid, and Cornafain. Now, uh, the news from Division Two on the managerial end is that. Um, Lawrence Brady has departed the scene with Bally Hayes and Aidan Waters is now in as manager so even before there's a, a, a ball kicked in competition there's a change in manager jeez I didn't hear that now that's a surprise um, I did I did think I did think when I heard that that that, that, that didn't seem the best fit to me well it was either going to make them or, or something was going to fall apart like yeah know, you know I'm surprised there with that but look there you go um, I, I think uh Corn Fane probably need to pull their socks up from last year. Thought they were pouring off last year and ended up um in the relegation playoffs in the championship. Uh, they probably have a little bit of work to do to close the gap. They're, other than that, uh, not that they're that way far behind anyone else. It, that's a very, very, very tight division. It is. I'm I'm just looking through it like you know There's you teams have there that could either win it or get relegated. You take Bailey 
if it clicked for them, they could be up in the top two or three. But yeah. they, but they could be relegated either if, if, if it, it all goes wrong. Yeah. Like Knockbride, a young team. Same thing with Knockbride. They, they they could go either way on it. Arva with Johnny McCabe gone to Australia, and I think his brother. I've heard uh, Cormac has gone to a club in Leitrim. Um, now I have to double check that, but um, somebody said that to me yesterday. So actually, I probably shouldn't. Have. <laughs> but it's um, if if they're missing them too. It'll be difficult with numbers, I'm sure. But then I seen that they had a second team in the reserve league last week, so maybe the numbers have come out. Yeah, but Arva probably just need to regroup. Good few years on the on the go, like probably five five long seasons, five or six yeah, long seasons. Yeah. They're playing right through until late in the season, and um, I think they just ran out of the road a little bit last year. Like I would still rate them as senior quality team if they're fresh and fit and have everyone. But again, unknown quantity. Look, it's a very tough division to call. You'd have to imagine Lavi are due to a team that's getting regularly getting to the last four and last eight in the senior championship. It probably, to kick them on to the next level, maybe a good league would be the way to go because they generally don't focus on the league. But Yeah, but then, like, and this is something we've debated or, or discussed anyway, it was Kevin McDonald seems to be a championship specialist. You know, he doesn't wait too much onto the league, but when it comes to championship, he can get it right against the best of them. You know, it's you wonder would you change that formula if you're if you're you know holding your own in Division Two and staying in around the top four or five, winning a lot of games, winning more games than you lose. You know, maybe the emphasis is okay. Look, we're trying to go out and win every game, but we're going to step up a gear. We're going to make sure that there is a gear to step up for championship. It'll just be interesting to see because my train of thought would be play the best as often as you can, mm. but it's working for, for yeah, Lavi well, and for Kevin. Yeah, depending on what you're... Like, they could have they could have won the championship last year. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't beyond a stretch because they were they were so, so close to Castle Rahan bringing them to a replay. Wasn't it a replay? The semi final, yeah, yeah, replaying yeah. the semi final, like through a replay gets lacking in the quarter final, like they were, they were right there, yeah. Um, they're, they're a very, very hard team to beat, yeah, they are, yeah, they extremely are, yeah. hard to beat. Um, I think you're right, they'll, they'll be there, about there, thereabouts. Drumlane killing care after coming up, people will be looking and saying that they, they should be going back down or could be going back down again. You know, they'll have to pick up early wins, I'd imagine. You know, you, you don't want to get into a rut of losing games. Tornane have brought in four four uh, players from their minors. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're supposedly, if a couple of them are going to break straight into the starting team. And they haven't lost anybody. Um, I thought they lost one. I thought somebody said to me that they're, they're short a goalkeeper. Ah, uh, I didn't hear that. I was told that fella's going to play at least 40. That's what I was told. Is he not that? Is Patch not 40 yet? <laughs> <laughs> I thought somebody said that to me during the week. That, that uh, I think that when push comes to shove, he'll probably be back in that. Well, I, I can't imagine him if, if Fintan O'Reilly rings him on a Sunday morning and says, Patch, we don't have a goalkeeper. No, well, I'll be there. I'd say Saturday night you get him handier. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in watching the late late show. Depends what time on a Sunday morning. Um, yeah, it, it, look at that. It is extremely competitive. Give us your promotion hopes. You you reckon Lavi? Any go, dark horses? I go with Lavi, uh, and I go with. Uh, Lavi to go up. To win, it. yeah, it's, it's it's so tough to call. Um, it is like they're, they're like Shercock's the other Hay, senior I think team. Bally Hayes will, will be could. Will go up with them. Two goes up, isn't it? Two goes up. Yeah, yeah. Bally Hayes uh, t- 
to get in there Could a second. go up with them. Um, Cuhullen's in there, but I'm hearing Eugene Keaton has hung up his boots. Yeah. So it's that's going to be a shame. big a big loss to them. But having said that, their forward line didn't lack other scorers. You know, like the, they've plenty of them between Evan Dowie, um Adam Riley, and. Uh, Connor Smith, Brian McGee, Brian McGee, well midfield, yeah, but still scoring options. You know they have they have plenty of it there. So I'd imagine while it it will be a loss, it'll not be detrimental to Cuhullins. You know, so I think Cuhullins could push could push for promotion in that. Could. It Lavi, definitely could, yeah. Bally Hayes, Shercock. You just wonder what way they'll be like. Killian Clark and, and Niall Clark in on the county panel. You'd imagine when they're available, they're going to be a big plus at this level to them. Um, but then, without them, will they struggle badly? You know, it's just that it's the games without county players that I wonder whether Shercock can hold their own there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Bill Torbett is the other interesting one for me that DJ Damien O'Reilly is still out with a, an injury with that cruciate, hasn't got back as yet. They'll need everybody fully fit to, to really make a promotion push I'd imagine you know they're, they're, they wouldn't be blessed with huge numbers and still without a pitch you know they're, they're hoping to have it finished this year but mm. not having your home advantage can, can cost you too you saw that in the first round with Lacken and Kingscourt Lacken yeah, had to exactly. give up home advantage and Kingscourt beat them by a point exactly that brings us on perfectly to Division 1 um, the teams well the teams that have already played is Kingscourt and Lacken which was a one point win for Kingscourt on Wednesday night the rest of the teams in the division are Cavan Gales, Ramar, Coot Hill, Mullahorn, Crushalog, Gowna, Killigarry, Lara, Balanya, and Castle Rahan. We'll go for your relegation calls first. And don't <sighs> you dare. <laughs> don't you even think about it. I have to say Mullahorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd, have, you'd have to look at the teams that came up, to be fair. Yeah, Mullahorn and Lara. Mullahorn and Lara are going to be, it's a very tough division. Um, Balanya are going to are going to probably need to improve on last year as well. Um, yeah. were, like they were certainly didn't finish the year poorly last year after a decent enough start to the league, the league last year, but they they finished the championship. They were they were shocking, so they're going to need to improve. But they're probably going to put in a big effort now because they're back in intermediate and be trying to win that. Um, yeah, look, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Lara and Balanya. To be relegated, mm. yeah, it it it'll be it'll be very very close. And again, there's there's nothing in league form, you know, to to judge this on. And bar obviously looking back over history. Sorry, or, or could Hill? Could Hill. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Could Hill to go down? Like Tom Hayes is gone from them. Um, joined the club in Dublin, and you, you just well look at again. So much of Could Hill's season depends on how the soccer's going. You know, if they got off, if if their soccer is flying and the lads aren't playing Gaelic at the start, you're in the Hessens, you're Stevie O'Connors and, and four or five others, then all of a sudden they they, they could be lambs to the slaughter if they lost three or yeah, four no, I, games. I think Coothill are going to go down along with uh, Balanya. Right, right. Very interesting. Sorry, Lara. At, 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 sorry, Lara. <laughs> you get the steal. <laughs> um, at the top end, who do you think is going to win it? Or who's gonna? We say look, there's semi-finals. I think in Division One. Yeah, look, so the top give us four. your top four. I think um, I think Rama are going to be in there. I think Kasaran, he'd have to say, are going to be in there. Who has 
Well, can we call him a new manager? Yeah. They have a manager. They have a manager. <laughs> Kyogi Bear is back. <laughs> Kyogi Bear is back. <laughs> and I went like that. I told him he was going to take it. I yeah. told him I told him back before Christmas he was going to take it. No, no, too busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was, uh, he couldn't He couldn't leave them hanging. He couldn't leave them hanging. Uh, they're going to be in, in there. The well, they're the reigning champions. Yeah, the Gales are going to be in there, as always. And uh, maybe, maybe um, someone like Garna. Coming to scrape in there. So your four are Gownick, Cavan Gales, Castle Rahan, and who's Ra- your first Rammer. team? So t- and three, Rammer. Three semi finalists in the championship from last year, plus Rammer, because Lavia are down in the other division. So three, no, two of the semi finalists. Gowna. Oh, sorry, the Gales didn't get the semi, yeah, but. Crushalla. Crushalla, I forgot about them. Who have, I think, 14 players. 13 or 14 players between county on the 21 and county or county on the 20 and county senior on panels like that's that's your oh, look, team they probably will be in the mix but that, those teams that have named along with Crush Law are going to be in the mix for the top I'd be surprised if, if at least four of them aren't in the top five put it like that I so you don't see anybody else breaking into that top five no possibly five. someone might break in but I'd say four of them will be, will be in the top five so that's the Gales okay. Rammer Crush Law Garna and who? Who was my Castlerahan. Castlerahan. Yeah, was your last. The four one. of those will be in the top five, I reckon. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I, what I wish people would, would, would do more often. I'm gonna call Mullahorn and make the top four. Oh, now, big there's, call. there's your call. There's your call. I, 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 I can just, I see a few boys there now pushing on. That I don't think, I don't think they're, they're gonna stop the progression that they've made. Like they're, they're training exceptionally hard. They're doing a huge amount of work. Their skills are improving so dramatically that I, I, I can see a, a couple of good scalps from Ullahorn, which I think could put them into, into a top four position. Now, look, at that's me being ambitious and, and putting it out there, but look, at put it out there and it might come. I'm aiming for the stars. Big call. Best luck with it. That's it. Um, yeah, so that's, that's our preview. As I said, don't forget, folks, to come on to us on Twitter, on Facebook or on Instagram um, with your suggestions for our team of the week. We'll be bringing that to you on the podcast next week and every week throughout the All-County Football League. Again, just to uh, remind all of our listeners about the um, the draw to win a house in Dublin 15 there for Calvin County Board is the ad that was played earlier on. Just make sure and keep supporting that. We want to make sure that we get to that 1.5 million mark. Thanks for listening to the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast. Hope you have a good weekend. Hope you enjoy the return of the All-County Football League. I'm personally looking forward to it anyway. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Calvin, nice was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. For Derek McDonough, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Kevin! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah! Hurrah, yeah! <laughs>